GCSE Biology Audio, Homeostasis and Hormones by KScience.com. Homeostasis is the maintenance of a constant internal environment in the body. Homeostasis is controlled by the nervous system and the endocrine system. The body is controlled by three basic parts. Receptors which detect a stimulus. Coordination centers in the brain, spinal cord or a gland. Effectors which produce the response. A hormone is a chemical substance which is produced by a gland. Hormones are carried in the bloodstream and are sent to specific target organs. For example the hormone adrenaline is released by the adrenal gland. One of the target organs of adrenaline is the heart increasing the heart rate. When blood glucose levels are too high, the pancreas secretes the hormone insulin. The hormone insulin binds the insulin receptors on cells. When insulin binds the insulin receptors, the glucose channels in the cell membrane opens. Now that the glucose channels are open, glucose leaves the blood and enters the cell. The glucose is used by the mitochondria for the process of respiration. This decreases the blood glucose levels. The pancreas of a type 1 diabetic produces no insulin so they must use insulin injections as their insulin source. The insulin binds the insulin receptors on the surface of their cells, which opens glucose channels. Glucose is transported from the blood and into the cells and it is used for respiration in the mitochondria. The pancreas of a type 2 diabetic produces insulin. Because fat interferes with insulin receptors, the insulin can't bind the insulin receptors as well. So fewer insulin receptors are bound, meaning fewer glucose channels open. Therefore, less glucose enters the cells from the blood and blood glucose levels remain high. Some type 2 diabetics require insulin injections. During days 1 to 5 of the menstrual cycle a woman menstruates, which means the uterus lining breaks down. During days 5 to 13 estrogen causes the uterus lining to thicken. On day 14, Ovulation takes place, whereby an egg is released. The hormone progesterone maintains the uterus lining. Estrogen continues to thicken the uterus lining. If the woman is pregnant, she does not menstruate, however, if the woman is not pregnant, she loses her uterus lining during menstruation. A condom prevents sperm entering the vagina. Condoms prevent both STIs and pregnancy. They are 98% effective. A diaphragm is placed over the cervix and prevents sperm entering the uterus from the vagina. They do not prevent STI transmission, but they can prevent pregnancy. They are 92% effective. Condoms and a diaphragms are both barrier methods of contraception. The pill is a hormonal method of contraception and is 99% effective. The combined pill contains the hormones estrogen and progesterone. The estrogen stops the pituitary gland from releasing FSH. The inhibiting of FSH means that the egg can't grow and mature. If there is elevated progesterone, this stimulates the production of mucus that covers the cervix. This mucus prevents many sperm from entering the uterus from the vagina. If there is no mature egg, and a lot less sperm, then the chances of fertilization the egg by the sperm is reduced. The combined pill is 99% effective if used correctly. The following is for higher students only. 
the pituitary gland produces FSH which causes the egg follicle to grow and mature. As the egg follicle grows and matures it releases more estrogen, which thickens the uterus lining. The estrogen then inhibits FSH production, and the pituitary gland then secretes LH instead of FSH. The LH stimulates ovulation, which is the release of an egg from the egg follicle. The egg follicle turns into the corpus luteum, which produces the hormone progesterone, which maintains the uterus lining. If there is no fertilization of the egg, progesterone levels fall which leads to menstruation, which is when the uterus lining to break down. If the woman is not pregnant, the progesterone fall, which stimulates FSH production from the pituitary gland. Women who have low FSH levels will produce egg follicles that don't grow and mature. If she wants to have a baby a doctor can prescribe her FSH and LH injections, which can increase the chances of egg maturation and therefore the chance of pregnancy. LH will also increase the chances of ovulation. If hormone treatments don't work, she can go through IVF, whereby she is given FSH and LH injections to cause the eggs to grow and mature. Multiple eggs are removed and mixed with sperm in a Petri dish. The sperm fertilizes the eggs to form multiple zygotes. The zygotes divides into an embryo. Multiple embryos are then implanted into the woman's uterus to increase the chance of a successful pregnancy. Ixy can be used to inject sperm into the egg to increase the chances of a successful fertilization. IVF is an amazing way for parents who can't conceive to have children. For women under the age of 35, the chances of a successful round of IVF is 29%, so it could take multiple rounds of IVF before a woman gets pregnant. There are some ethical concerns over IVF due to the fact some embryos could get destroyed during the process. Some people believe embryos are life, but you must remember that embryos only have the potential to be life, as embryos would not survive outside of the woman. IVF can be stressful for families due to the low success rates. People are also worried about designer babies, the idea that people can chose their appearance of their offspring based on genes. The hypothalamus detects thyroxine levels in the blood. When thyroxine levels are low, the hypothalamus releases TRH, which is detected by the pituitary gland. The pituitary gland then secretes TSH, which is detected by the thyroid gland. The thyroid gland produces thyroxine when TSH levels are high. If thyroxine levels are too high, the hypothalamus releases less TRH, which causes the pituitary gland to release less TSH, and therefore the thyroid gland produces less thyroxine. Adrenaline affects the liver, heart muscle cells, and blood vessels. Adrenaline causes heart muscle cells to contract more quickly, which increases blood pressure, increasing glucose and oxygen supply to cells, which increases the rate of respiration in mitochondria, so more energy is released. Adrenaline targets the liver, whereby it speeds up the breakdown of glycogen to glucose. Increased glucose in the blood leads to increased rates of respiration in the mitochondria. Blood vessels to muscles widen, increasing blood flow and the supply of oxygen and glucose to muscle cells, to increase the rate of respiration in mitochondria.